The following is a presentation from the Recycling Council of Alberta's 2019 Sea Change Conference held October 2nd to 4th in Jasper, Alberta. The RCA would like to thank our supporters for making this conference possible, including Platinum Sponsor, GFL Environmental, and the sponsor of this session, Alberta EcoTrust. The circular economy keeps products and materials circulating within the economy at their highest utility and value. Through waste prevention, improved design, reuse, recycling, remanufacturing, and innovative business models. The RCA is working with six communities across Alberta to create a circular cities roadmap to design out waste and conserve resources. In this session, the communities talk about the work they are doing to create sharing economies and circular cities. We hear from the cities of Calgary and Lethbridge, Strathcona County, the University of Alberta, and the town of Banff. Now I would like to call up the five municipal representatives that are going to talk about some of our best practices that we're seeing more of a local scale. And we're going to kick it off with Sharon Howland from the city of Calgary. All right. As mentioned, I'm Sharon Howland uh, with the City of Calgary Waste and Recycling Services. And I have a few slides here about some of the circular city initiatives that the City of Calgary and organizations within the City of Calgary have been embarking on over the past few years. Uh, So as you can imagine, a city of 1.2 million people, we have an extensive fire response program. And instead of a learn-on-the-job approach, we actually do have a fire training center where they go and they use the pumps and uh, they do practice deep water rescue, swift water rescue. So at the Calgary uh, City of Calgary Fire Department Training Center, they use up to 150 million liters of water per year. So they've implemented a water reuse initiative uh, at the academy, and now they virtually ceased consumption of potable water for training exercises. So they use a gravity-fed pond system where spent water from the training courses uh, are flowed over a tarmac into a pond. The water is then pumped into a second shallow uh, treatment wetland, and then the water goes on to a clean water reservoir. The clean water reservoir is kept covered in order to keep the water clean, so it prevents waterfowl from landing on it. From here, this non-potable water then goes into a pump system, uh, which they then use for all of this practice. Uh, It uses 40,000 liters of water per minute. So the clean water reservoir is also both clean and deep enough to accommodate the city's aquatic rescue team and is used uh, as a dive tank to conduct uh, dive and water rescue training exercises. The pool is eight times the size of a traditional backyard swimming pool and the clean water reservoir can be used for training year-round. The system also includes the installation of a training manifold system, which allows the fire department to train operations with the pumps without one single drop of water hitting the ground. Since it's a closed circuit system, no water is lost through evaporation and training can take place year round. Another City of Calgary initiative is the City of Calgary's sustainable building policy. So what it ensures is that city-owned and city-financed buildings are constructed or decommissioned in a sustainable manner using triple bottom line philosophy, 
It enhances the city's reputation as a fiscally responsible government and addresses the health of and well-being of those who occupy city-owned buildings. City of Calgary was the first jurisdiction with a policy directing buildings to achieve a mandatory level of green building certification. The policy not only demonstrates significant leadership, but has helped to, uh, helped to expand the rapidly growing green building sector in Alberta. To date, the city has achieved 52 green building certifications and has demonstrated significant leadership in the green building industry. Today, Calgary's real estate industry reflects the city's commitment to excellence in design and operations through this policy. There are now over 390 certified green building projects in Calgary, representing 8.5 million square feet of certified commercial, retail, and office space. And finally, an example of another organization within Calgary uh, that truly represents the circular economy. The Leftovers Foundation is Western Canada's largest food rescue charity. It has a dual mission of environmental protection and hunger relief. They work with over 70 local restaurants, bakeries, and grocers in Edmonton and Calgary to ensure that nutritious food is kept out of the landfill and instead is redirected to those service organizations that need it. Each and every week, 6,000 pounds of food is sent to over 50 service organizations in Edmonton and Calgary. Some of these organizations include the Calgary Drop-In Centre, Calgary Interfaith Food Bank, Alpha House, and In From the Cold. This helps them reduce their annual grocery bill and alleviates the stress and freeing up funds that can be reinvested in their vital support programs, such as housing, education, rehabilitation, and other social support. And if you want to get involved with Leftovers, please find their app on the App Store, and you can volunteer your time to pick up food uh, from any businesses that are participating and help redistribute that to that, those service organizations. There's a few other examples in city. Uh, unfortunately, Lindsay had to remove one from this slide that she had on earlier in the week, and that was Cardigo. So we were sad to hear that there was an announcement of Cardigo leaving uh, Calgary as of last, uh, well, the announcement was last week, but they're leaving this winter. But here's a few other examples, uh, including the city's blue and green cart programs, uh, the bird and lime scooter share, and the lime bikes as well. Thank you, Sharon. I'm interested about the, the scooter program as we see it through a lot of the, the states and it's always an interesting late night spectacle when you see a lot of people riding around town on those scooters. Up next we have Savina Caparali standing in for the city of Lethbridge. Savina. Hi everyone. Uh, so today I'll be presenting a couple of examples uh, from city of Lethbridge surrounding reuse and resource recovery. So the first is reuse rendezvous. So this is an opportunity uh, that takes place on specific dates where residents are invited uh, to basically uh, put their items onto an interactive map. Uh, these items that they want to give away free of charge. And that way other residents that might be interested can find items on this map and then go to those locations. So it really provides um, a sharing platform and a place for everyone to go um, in order to find something that they might be interested in. And it also allows people to save money and prevent these things from going into the landfill. The second example um, is environmental deconstruction sites. 
So as we know, buildings have a life cycle, and at the end of their life cycle, oftentimes we'll just demolish them. Uh, the problem with that is that a lot of these materials end up in the landfill. And in Lethbridge, 20% of the landfill constitutes of construction materials. So uh, you want to reduce that because landfills also have a life cycle. And so what they've done is environmental deconstruction sites. So this initiative is taking down buildings in a way that conserves the materials so that they can be reused. And the opportunity here is that these raw materials can be sold. Um, you also save money on tipping fees. And in the, in the grand scheme of things, you also reduce your GHG emissions. So your procurement is local. You're getting raw materials locally instead of having to source them. So you also save money. Um, an example of how these items can be reused, um, at University of Lethbridge, they use wood collected from deconstruction sites to build new benches and bleachers. So very cool example here. And then some additional initiatives, uh, Lethbridge Sustainable Living Association swaps. So they've swapped clothing as well as garden tools. And then Lethbridge Fruit Rescue. So any trees um, that bear fruit, a lot of that stuff ends up in the landfill unless you pick it and give it to your neighbors or sell it. So uh, what they've done is they've created this initiative where uh, they even offer volunteers that will pick your trees and then bring it to the fruit rescue so that they can be reused. And uh, one thing I did also want to mention about the um, environmental deconstruction site is that a demolition site usually uh, only takes one day to demolish a building, so you need a lot less uh, workers on site. Whereas with this, you're creating jobs. You need more workers to take it down because you do want to conserve the materials. So that's also something to be considered. And that's it for City of Lethbridge. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Sabina. Up next, Leah Seabrook from Strathcona County. Hi, good afternoon. Um, for those of you that don't know where Strathcona County is, we're more commonly known as Shirt Park, which is just outside the Edmonton region, but we're much more than Shirt Park. We are urban and rural municipalities, so we cover quite a large ground. So I'm going to start off with a project that we have in the center of Shirt Park. It's our community energy center. We are the owner and operator of a heating system that provides heat to 12 buildings. Um, it's our higher density area, so it's a, a combination of municipally owned buildings as well as a private um, buildings, and it provides heat through centralized boilers that distributes it through a hot water system. What's um, exciting about this project and what we've added recently, and we're kind of working through troubleshooting some of it, is that we have added a biomass module. So this is adding some resiliency to the system and is going to allow us to fuel switch when the day comes that natural gas goes above three or four dollars a gigajoule. But it is there for us as an opportunity. Um, so this is a dealing with supply side in Shirt Park, but one of the things that we're doing in terms of energy demand is we are kind of heading down the path of looking at energy efficiency plans for our municipal buildings. So that's something that um, our facility operations is looking at over the next year or two. On the reuse side of things, so this isn't new. A lot of communities have take it or leave it little sites. In Strathcona County, we call ours the Hodgepodge Lodge. Um, what's unique about ours is that we are not um, trying to compete against local not-for-profit thrift stores in our community. We're trying to take those mishmash, like knick-knacky things that people don't think they can donate on and that they can bring to our site, and that's where residents can kind of swap them out and take them, and it's extending the life of those products. 
The other thing that's really neat is, I mean, since we've seen um, a lot more discussion around plastics and single-use items, this has really allowed our community to have more of a conversation around reduction and reuse. And so this is kind of a facility that allows us to uh, have those conversations. Some of the other initiatives. So uh, we are slowly working on a textile strategy and partnership with three local not-for-profits in our community. Salvation Army, nice to meet you, Tani. We haven't met face-to-face, is part of this partnership. And what's interesting is textiles is, is really like the pioneer reuse item. Everybody thinks of textiles, but what's disappointing is we're still finding it in our waste streams when we do audits a lot, like to the equivalent of about 1,200 tons in Strathcona County is still being put in our black carts to go to the landfill. So we've decided to really focus on this material type and not just from uh, you know, the municipality going out and talking about making sure you donate it to the right organizations, but we're really trying to partner from also um, getting people to go out and shop locally. So it's bringing some of that social good to the community as well in highlighting these three organizations within our borders. Um, wasted food is another big one in our waste stream that we're looking at. We probably dispose of over 2,000 tons of wasted food that could have been um, edible, saved in, in some fashion. And one of the unique ways that we've been targeting this is, as opposed to inviting people to come and talk to us about waste, which doesn't really garner a lot of attention anymore, is we are throwing workshops that's attracting people who are interested in a particular topic. So this last summer, we know that there's a lot of um, conversation around pollinators and landscaping and how to create edible gardens. And so we are bringing people... Um, experts on these topics, we bring them to a workshop. They talk to a group of avid, you know, landscapers, residents in the community who want to learn about this topic, and then we hit them up for 20 minutes about our topics, which is wasted food, what bees do, how they grow our food. Um, We talk about uh, packaging. We make, uh, in this particular case, we made beeswax wraps. So it's really connecting our message to um, what's kind of the popular topic out there. We've done this in a number of different um, different topics. So, uh, souls for souls. So, uh, kind of along with the textile strategy, it's surprising actually how many shoes are making it in. It is one thing that uh, we noticed was in our waste. So, we are really targeting um, keeping shoes out of the, the the black cart and either donating them locally or we do shoe drives with the local schools. Um, and then. Uh, I would say there are a number of private company initiatives that uh, exist in our, in our community around auto parts, uh, construction materials. And one of the things that we're going to be looking at over the next year is Strathcona County is going to be diving into a, a roadmap, a long-range plan for waste and igniting a lot of conversations around uh, both within the residential sector but also the commercial sector. So we're going to be doing a lot of engagement and I'm really excited about this opportunity that the Recycling Council is bringing forward is because we can start um, having those conversations about the circular economy when we go out to the business se- sector. And Strathcona County is very much known for its energy sector. Oil and gas industry is really big uh, with us, so I'm hoping that there's some opportunity there to, to have those conversations with them. And up next, we have Sylvia Smad from the University of Alberta. Thank you. I don't know how many of you can see me, actually, through this podium. Uh, My name is Sylvia. I'm with the University of Alberta. Um, I'm just going to present some of the initiatives that the U of A is undertaking that we're really proud of. Um, So the first one is the Green Labs program. As you can all imagine, uh, math scientists 
could be quite wasteful in the labs. So we have this program that is uh, really promoting greener labs through recycling, uh, reduction in water consumption, uh, as well as investing in new technology that could be uh, efficient. One of the examples we have is in the chemistry department where the student has developed a method to uh, reduce the water consumption that they use in distillation and um, uh, condensation reactions through recirculating the water. The next initiative, and quite frankly my favorite one, is the bike library in the workshops. It's a community uh, workshop that we have on campus uh, where we have uh, on-site mechanics as well as volunteer students that will teach you how to repair your bikes uh, in order to uh, promote um, sustain not just sustainable transportation practices, but also how to repair and restore and maintain your bicycles for a longer time. Um, you can go there, get your bike fixed up. They also have parts for sales, new and used parts for sales. Um, and they also have collection of uh, over 50 bougie bikes that you can rent out for up to four weeks at a time. So it's great. Um, some of the another initiatives we have is the reusable dish program on campus. It's a student-led program, uh, and it's completely free to the U Alberta community. Uh, whether you're hosting a large event or just grabbing your meal for the break, uh, come and grab one of these reusable dishes, and you can return it after use. Um, we also have the Con Campus Sustainability Leaders Award. It's just a great way to promote uh, the vendors and the labs and the different departments that are doing amazing work in the sustainability. Uh, it's more like an incentive programs where we recognize our leaders in the, uh, in the field. We also have Campus Garden, um, which uh, is not only promoting sustainable food growth practices, but uh, we also uh, contribute to food security uh, through contributing uh, part of our, the harvest to the campus food, camp, food um, bank. Sorry. Uh, we have the U Alberta Swap and Trade Facebook program uh, where uh, people in the, on the campus can uh, put an item up that they're no longer using and anybody else can claim those. Uh, I personally claimed a footrest for my desk from uh, this group. That's great. And we also have the Eco Move Out program, which is a, a great program towards the end of the school academic year where we're helping uh, students that are moving out of the residence, uh, uh, doing it through sustainable practices, reusing. We're donating a lot of items to uh, organizations like Goodwill stuff. Uh, there's a lot more other initiatives we're doing on campus. Uh, if you guys are interested to know, I'm here and we can chat later as well. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Sophia. And last but not least, Carla Bitts from the town of Banff. Hi there. So Banff has adopted various waste diversion targets and an ultimate goal of zero waste to landfill by 2050. So that to say, diversion is a really big focus for us right now. However, we don't want to lose sight of this bigger picture and the ultimate shift toward a circular economy in the meantime. Um, so circular initiatives in Banff are currently happening more in pockets at the business level and at the community level and a grassroots level as well. And as far as the, from the town of Banff's perspective, we are in the early days. However, we have hopes and dreams to get on board with the circular economy as well. So the bare minimum is a really inspiring initiative that happened at the grassroots level in Banff. Um, in my perspective, the coolest seasonal worker to ever arrive in Banff asked why nobody is doing anything about plastic advocacy in our town. And somebody told her there's nothing happening currently, so you'll have to start it if you would like to see something happen. And she did. Her name's Emma, um, and she's from Australia. 
Um, so she connected with somebody locally who had started the Straws Suck movement to reduce straws um, and basically went from zero to 100 overnight. She started a grassroots organization, started advocating for plastic, plastic reduction, and several months later opened a zero-waste store that is fully functioning, and it's on Bear Street in Banff. So if you're there, go check it out for sure. Um, it's a really amazing example of how grassroots efforts can actually have an impact in the community. Uh, they've presented to council um, a number of times and actually triggered our council to ask administration to do a plastic waste characterization and explore the issue of single-use item reduction in Banff just from a grassroots effort. Um, so right now, the space on Bear Street offers clothing swaps, um, refills for soap and detergent, uh, zero waste products and basically plastic alternatives and they have also started an initiative called the cup library uh, where they offer uh, local coffee shops the opportunity to provide reusable cups in the case that somebody did not bring their own mug so speak a bit to other initiatives happening around town and the, some of these are owned by the town of banff as a municipality and others are happening more at the grassroots or business level. Um, so we do have a reuse it center at our waste transfer site. Um, given the nature of Banff's transient population, we get a lot of really fantastic high quality items that are dropped off at our waste transfer site for disposal. So the reuse it center is a really great opportunity to recover those items and residents can come pick up items for free there. Uh, we get a lot of household items, outdoor gear, books, movies, and all of the likes. Bam Food Rescue is very similar to Leftovers. They're a food rescue organization that diverts edible food from our local grocery stores um, and provides residents with access to free food. Uh, we are focusing on re recycling and organics management. Actually, the town of Banff just recently launched a new zero-waste trail program that targets commercial sector food waste reduction as well. Banff Buy and Sell is a very popular Facebook platform in the Bow Valley, and it's heavily used by our residents, again, especially due to the nature of the transient population. It really makes a lot of sense. Uh, Lole, one of the local shops in town, has a winter jacket take-back program, um, so credits are actually given toward purchasing new Lole apparel if you bring back a used jacket to the store. And another great example, we see a lot of great examples coming out of the Fairmont Banff Springs. One that was worth noting is uh, they've adopted a food waste tracking software to actually look at source reduction um, and measure food that could have been prevented from going to waste at, among the kitchen. Also a draft, but I'll speak to it briefly. Um, we were very fortunate to have two fantastic summer students this year, Katie and Brooklyn, who are sitting up at the front there. Um, they dreamed up an idea called Circulate Banff, and so this is still very much in the exploratory phase, but we do have a grant proposal in, and we're trying to push it forward as much as possible. Um, Circulate Banff could involve a branch of our reuse at center becoming in a more centralized location in Banff. Right now, the waste transfer site where it's located is actually really only accessible by car, so it's difficult for a lot of our population to access. Um, so making some sort of a sharing library reuse at center available in a more centrally located place in Banff would be great, um, as well as providing a space for reimagining the idea of ownership in Banff, which really makes sense with our community. So many people are there for a shorter period of time and don't need to own everything. Um, 
that is about it. Oh, another an interesting thing about the Circulate Banff project, it is obviously a waste reduction and environmental initiative, but it's also been a huge collaboration with our community services department, and it hit a lot of targets that they're looking to achieve as well, including affordability, recreation, shared spaces, and community building. So speaking to that social impact of circular initiatives, uh, we see that being a great potential as well. Thanks. Awesome. Now I'm going to introduce Lindsay, who is the backbone and the brains behind a lot of the Circular Cities initiatives that are going on right now. Um, and she's going to be here to talk a little bit about next steps and more opportunities for collaboration. All right. Thanks, Mikhail, for explaining the draft slide. Apology, it didn't look so drafty when it's just on your computer when it's up on the big screens. I was like, oh no, work in progress, work in progress is what it was about. Um, <laughs> so basically just the next steps of this, or this, this project is we are working with our participating communities on developing some route maps and transitioning them more to a circular economy. And we're going to do that by picking some cross-cutting themes or initiatives, hence the, those kind of draft slides. We're working with, those, with the communities to really choose those options which fit, fit them best, most appropriate, and can help them transition more to be more circular um, sooner rather than later. And the other, the most exciting thing perhaps that we're going to focus on too with this project is the creation of mentor partnerships with our sister cities. And most of these cities are going to be in Europe, so hence Peterborough is one of those and Trevor being here today. So these partnerships will also be developed by focusing on those, those themes, those focus themes. Um, so matching someone like, say, the town of Banff with a community that is also really focusing on more of the sharing platform, potentially Peterborough. So we're going to match the, those, the sister cities by those themes to try and make that the most appropriate um, for each one and so that they can learn, learn the best on that. Um, and just overall, I want to thank you guys all for being interested in this topic and mostly to our participating communities for tackling this huge task. We, I will be the first to admit we are learning by doing. This is all a bit of an <laughs> unknown zone, so we're, we're trying our best. Um, so thank you very much to the communities for, for taking charge and being involved in this. And um, if anyone has any amazing um, project feedback or ideas or your community that really wants to get involved, we have some ad additional room, so we welcome you as well. So thank you very much. So on that note, I will close very quickly um, in saying that first and foremost, it takes that one person or that one move to really drive the change that we need. So Lindsay, keep that leadership going, keep bringing the teams together and bringing the municipalities together because we will create some really good change. Um, and more importantly, in the room, it can't just be one person. As we talk about circular economy, we talk about circular cities, it doesn't matter. It is a collaboration amongst many, many people that are willing to drive that change. Whether how big or how small it is, driving change is still change. So be a part of it. Please ask Lindsay any questions. Bombard her. Get involved. Don't ask me. And um, I, I really hope to see everyone involved more and more within the RCA, within the circular cities. And thank you to Trevor, and thank you to our panel for amazing discussions. Have a great afternoon, everyone. Thank you for listening to this Sea Change Conference session. Search for On the Cusp, Alberta's circular podcast on iTunes and Google Play for more from the RCA or visit recycle.ab.ca to see the full slides and audio presentations.
For the latest recycling and reduction news, follow us at 3RsAB on Twitter and Instagram or Recycling Council of Alberta on Facebook and LinkedIn.